This wildcard picks and game one edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app. Use promo code SGPN. Uh, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog Pick'em in college or NFL. Win up to 20x in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving you $100,000. Use a promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Monday, October the. Second, first, second, second, yes, second, <laughs> and we are here to have a look at, uh, we're going to give some series picks for the wildcard games which start tomorrow, and then we'll also have a look around um, the game one action, um, a couple of days ball games for me and that, uh, joining me to have a look around all of that um, is Mr Dylan Rockford, D Rock, how are you? I'm doing well. Coming off a busy Sunday. Uh, glad I got to join you and Baz for the pregame. Uh, I love doing that. But yeah, uh, we had a busy day yesterday, NFL and the end of uh, baseball season. So overall, really good. Can't wait to the playoffs. You know, once October hits, it's baseball, it's baseball season all over again. Yeah, it feels like the last couple of weeks we've just kind of been waiting around for the playoffs now. There was a few little bits and bobs that needed settling. And obviously last night still, um, Texas eventually blew it. They've been they've been trying their best to blow it and they managed it eventually last night and let Houston in. Um, but yeah, you just feel like you've been waiting around for a couple of weeks just to get to this position. It was a busy few days. We did the NFL live show. You joined us on that, which was fun. I think we picked some winners between us on the Jags game. We, the Jags handicapped the Atlanta team total under. What an absolute gift that was. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, Dylan, in Moonaf's little pick'em, right? Moonaf won't tell you this. Uh, in Moonaf's pick'em contest, um, I went fourteen and one yesterday, straight up, Dylan, on the games. Oh, Is that boy. I mean, what are you telling me? Fourteen and one. I know there's some short stuff in there, the 49ers and the Cowboys. But you some you've got the Buccaneers, you've got the uh Texans, things like that. So yeah, fourteen and one, you can't uh, can't argue with that. So whisper it quietly, but I'm tiptoeing along quite well yeah. in that. The Rams almost gave you a scare. The Rams, yeah, there was a few tightish ones, um, but yeah, I was over the moon. Um, last night in baseball, there was seemed to be quite a lot of fun stuff went on as well. I know it was uh, obviously the main focus for the playoffs was on Houston and Texas, but you had little things like Joey Votto getting thrown out of his last game potentially, which made me laugh. Um, did you see Adam Wainwright getting that bat? Yeah, I love it. Uh, getting in that bat at at his last game, uh, Votto. I think he was intentionally trying to get thrown out, though. But yeah, I, he I, just I, about. I enjoyed that. Miguel Cabrera last yeah, game. Yeah, that was another that, one. That was amazing. First bow Hall of Famer. It was good to see Miggy go out and the Tigers to win their last game. Uh, on a positive note, Buck Showalter's gone. Thank fucking God. Yes, um, I was going to ask you about that. Oh, man. It's like a relief that's coming off my shoulders. I'm happy about that. But uh, other than that, I think the the big not takeaway, but the biggest tragedy yesterday was the passing of Tim Wakefield. I mean, yes. the guy was a legend and growing up watching his knuckleball 
I used to try to be in like the backyard with my dad trying to emulate it, but I was awful throwing a knuckleball, but he's just a legend at it. And yeah, very sad to see him go at such a young age. Yeah. Um, there's a, I think there's a Netflix documentary. It might be just called knuckleball actually. Oh, really? Which follows Wakefield and, and a couple of other lads. And there's one, there's one player on the night talk. I've got my night talks cap on tonight. Actually, there's one player on the night talks, Elliot from Los Angeles. Uh, he throws a knuckleball, and if you play catch with him, it's all he does. And it's horrible trying not to get your teeth knocked out. Because yeah. he just, casually, you'll be chatting to the person next to you playing catch, and the next thing, this thing sort of dives through the head, hits you clean on the nose. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, George Kirby's little knuckleball that he threw as well. As a tip of the cap, was a nice touch as well. A little 78 knuckler that he struck someone out on. So, um the chat is uh, full of beads tonight. Uh, Trevor's nowhere to be seen. I, I think they're extra hour. The hour early's called yeah. Trevor. Yeah, Joey D got in first. Well done, Joey. Um, long years of Mets fan, fair enough. Kaysen, haven't seen Kaysen for a little while. Uh, M. Donahue, chipping a chair for the Twins, all over it. Uh, Catfish Dilly as well. I quite enjoyed handicapping um, these games, Dylan. Uh, mm -hmm. It's weird, like sometimes I'll do like a card of Premier League games and think it's really hard. Or you might do a card of NFL games or a horse racing card or something. And you just get a feeling, but I sat down today and I went through all the series, I went through all the game ones, and I'm quite all right with a lot of my conclusions. A lot of things were sort of flowing, you know, making sense yeah. rather than having to fight to make a pick. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff, which we will get into um, in 30 seconds' time. Once I've told you first about game time, um, helping you uh, get tickets, get tickets for your MLB playoffs, uh, anything. Um, that makes buying tickets easier because it's a right pain in the arse and doesn't need to be game time and helping you sort that out. Um, it's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for comedy, theatre, sport, anything you want. Um, you've got flash deals, you've got last minute tickets, so you can forget planning months in advance. Um, game time, we've got tickets for everything that you want. And the game time guarantee is the best thing about uh, their offer here. If you find tickets in the same section in Rule for Less, Game Time credit you 110% of the difference. Um, so the thing to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Same supply, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So what we'll do here, Dylan, is we'll start with the series, um, a few series picks rather than the Game 1 picks. Although... A lot of them are correlated. If you're taking a team to win the series, a lot of the time you're going to take them to, uh, to, to win game one as well. Uh, chronologically, we will go to um, the first series off, off the grid tomorrow is the Texas Rangers at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, for the series, Texas are plus 135 and Tampa Bay are minus 156. Um Dylan, who's your, who's your pick to go through here? Yeah, as much as I do like the Rangers, and I, I think their offense is really good, I have to back the Rays here. My, it's a little chalky, minus 155, like you said, over at DK. But I just think pitching, they have the experience, and they're actually a better hitting team than a lot of people would expect. Uh, I trust their bullpen. That's I think that's what it really came down to. Even if the Rangers, I guess, could 
sneak a game here or even get past the ra- the Rays, I think their bullpens wind up going to hurt them. I mean, they're they're bottom 10 in the league, 477 ERA. So they, even if they have a lead, it does worry me if they could hold on to it. Rays, they have the experience. Their bullpen is really good. And I just think hitting-wise, they've, they're going under the radar. So for the series, I know it's a little chalky. And I like, like you, going through these first uh, four series. I like three of them. I think one will be a blowout. But other than that, I agree. I think most of these uh, these series will be good. But I'm going to take the Rays here in uh, the first series against the Rangers. Yeah, this series sort of led me to my, a couple of my maddest picks here. So uh, don't get concerned. All my picks are going to be daft because I do calm down in a little bit. But so in terms of pitching here, it looks like game one will be uh, Montgomery against Glass now with game two being Yavaldi against Eflin. Uh, game three TBD. I mean, Texas led that division for 160 days, Dylan. I know. Uh, over the course of the season. They've got to be disappointed. Um, it's got to be a flat end uh, to the season. I think Tampa Bay will come in prepped. They'll come in rested, kind of mentally and physically. And you're right, they do have that experience. Um, you can't take that away. These are the AL's two highest scoring teams. Um, mm. They're first and second in average. They're first and second in OPS. Um in terms of sort of glass now and Eflin, a three eighteen home ERA, a three thirty um, home ERA for Eflin. I just think throwing Montgomery out tomorrow for the first game, and we're going to get to the first game in a minute. Throwing Montgomery out tomorrow um, gives them a great chance, um, at least to get themselves into the series. They won the season series four to two, um, which isn't it's not a huge sample, but um, yeah. it's still a win. You've got the little uh, narrative of the the um, Lau brothers going head to head, which I quite like as well. That's a nice story. So um, the, the couple of picks I picked here, I do think Tampa Bay will win, um, but I'm going to give you Tampa Bay to win this two one is the price of plus two thirty, um, and I'm going to give this is my biggest price of the show. Yeah, Tampa Bay race to win from behind is eleven to two plus five fifty because I think Montgomery could get it done for them tomorrow. Um, and then Tampa Bay will get them later in the series. So, yeah, Tampa Bay 2-1, um, plus 2.30, and Tampa Bay to win from behind is 11-2, to two, uh, plus 5.50. Um, the next game off is uh, Toronto Blue Jays at the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Blue Jays, this is the closest game on the, uh, the closest series mm-hmm. on the books. The Blue Jays plus 100, um, and Minnesota a minus one twenty. Now, the Blue Jays look like they'll be going with Gosman and then Bassett and Berrios in no particular order with them two. Um, it's Lopez and Gray, the one-two punch for the Twins. Probably Joe Ryan up third if required. Um, so with Minnesota, Lopez and Gray, um, they're both top 10 starting pitchers by war this season, being excellent. And behind them, Ryan, Kent Maeda and Bailey Ober are all above average as well. So they've got plenty of options. And Minnesota's value is concentrated in their pitching, I think. Um, Lopez has pitched six innings um, with one earned run or fewer 11 times, which is impressive. Sonny Gray has done the same uh, feat nine times. Um, The pen is not great in the numbers, but they've changed a lot lately. That was kind of a a pre-All-Star break. Uh, the, the numbers kind of are a little bit misleading here. Uh, Duran lately has been great. So is Caleb Thielbar. Louis Varland, who 
was a, a, in the rotation early in the season. He's been absolutely lights out. Now, they haven't had a playoff game since 2004, so I think you have to hold that against them. Uh, the Blue Jays, I mean, how much have we struggled with the Blue Jays all season, Dylan? Yeah. Um, they have underperformed, unquestionably. Um, they're great against lefties. That doesn't help them here, particularly. They've kind of turned into a pitching and defence team when everyone thought it was going to be this stellar offence. Like, But it's kind of it's counterintuitive. They've gone the other way. Just beyond Gosman, Berrios has given up four or more in five of his nine starts. Bassett's a very similar type of pitcher. The bullpen's an absolute roller coaster. They could bring Yusei Kikuchi out in long relief, which I think will benefit them. This is really, really tight, but I do prefer Minnesota at minus 120 series, Dylan. Yeah, so I think low under the radar, I do think these two uh, teams have the best rotation, besides the Brewers, because I think the Brewers have the best rotation in the um, playoffs so far. But the Blue Jays, I, I would rank second, just because besides the whole, I guess, Alec Manoa incident that, you know, he kind of went on a roller coaster of his season. I think the four starters that I think I have the most confidence in is Chris Barrett. Chris Bassett, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gossman, and Yusei Kikuchi. And don't forget, Hunter Rayu, he's also returned from injury. And he's looked, I, I feel like all of them have been above league average. So I think it's in a good position. And they also picked up, uh, I forgot, Jordan Hicks in the middle of the season as well. But the Twins, I did rank right below them. Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gay, Joe Ryan, they're all in the top 10 in AL uh, ERA as well. So their their uh their bullpen who they have Chris um Chris Paddock you got Brock Stewart uh Jonah Duran as well so they do have a good bullpen uh, the Blue Jays they go under the radar too they have a top ten bullpen as well they're actually ranked a little higher than the Twins right now so I know they're a little inconsistent and I know we've gotten them all wrong but I just think mm -hmm. offensively they're gonna wake up I think the Stars are gonna wake up and if this turns into a shootout. I think the blue, I think the Blue Jays are positioned to win. But if it does turn into low scoring, tight games, I, I don't think it bodes well for the Blue Jays. I do think the Twins are a good spot, but I, I, I got to go with the Blue Jays. But yeah, the Blue Jays look most likely, I think, of everyone, almost capable to do what the Phillies did last year, yeah. which is just get hot. Um, Riley's joined us in the chat. Look, Riley is a Blue Jays fan. I don't think we were too offensive about them. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Hun Jin Ryu might not be on the playoff roster. Um, I did see uh, you say you say Kikuchi's translator through a bullpen the other day. No, <laughs> I, I didn't. Me, I tell you what, he was throwing heat. He was could, it good? Um, he could pitch in the Oakland rotation, no problem. <laughs> Straight in Oakland, all the Angels. Should just go inside him like, yeah, he was there. He was so heat there in the Blue Jays bullpen. It was funny. Uh, okay, next off the rank is uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Milwaukee Brewers. Arizona plus 155 and the Brewers are minus 175. Looks like the pitching matchups will be uh, Brandon Fart will <laughs> go Hey, hey, nearly, Dylan. You nearly didn't laugh. Um, we'll go first for Arizona, just because um, number two and three here will be Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, and the D-backs had to employ them over the weekend. Uh, for Brewers, it's the one, two, three you'd kind of imagine. Corbin Burns, uh, Freddie Peralta, and Brandon Woodruff. Um, Kelly and Gallen, 
we know about um, Gallen's being good. He's better at home. Merrill Kelly is very steady. Eddie, they've done really well against the Brewers this year. They've pitched 28 innings between them, only given up five earned runs. They've, actually, they've been really dominant against Milwaukee. And I quite like the, the D-backs uh, bullpens improved as well. Uh, Kevin Gingles made a difference. We've got a lad called Sal Frank who's been going well. Uh, Thompson. A couple of these lads who've just come in in September um, got really good numbers. I think the D-backs are going to have to be some, do something a little bit different here because um, they're going to have to be aggressive, really aggressive on the base paths, which they always are. They're second in stolen bases on the season where they're 22nd in runs scored. They're going to have to play a lot of small ball. Um, so, yeah, they, they'll they stick to They'll have a game plan and they'll stick to it. Um, the Brewers are going to throw out these three good starters, all have an ERA of under four. Uh, their bullpen ERA is the best in the majors. It's just the offence, and we've said this all season, um, the batting average 23rd, OBP 17th, home runs 24th, slugging 25th. Um, and getting back to the... D-backs and stealing bases. Contreras is 22nd in throwing out runners. He's just not good at it. There's a lot of stuff he can do. Uh, throwing out base stealers isn't one of them. So get on these all, all series. Let's get on some D-back stolen base props here and we'll make some money. Um, on the season, Arizona won four of six. I'm going to take the dog again. Uh, I'm a sucker for an underdog. I'm going to take the D-backs here, plus 155, Dylan. Oh, wow. This... Uh... I was referring to this series, uh, the one series that I didn't like, and it was this one just because I just think offensively, pitching-wise, I just think this is a very bad series for the Snakes. Like, offensively, they're just middle of the pack in basically everything. They're middle of the pack in batting average, on base, slugging percentage. Uh, I guess the one young and bright spot is Corbin Carroll. I think he's fantastic. I think he's really going to be a different make a uh, difference maker, maybe this series and in the future, but let, let's shout out uh, Mark Hanna X Met. I mean that he's had a hell of a year since coming over from the Mets. He's been very more productive in the second half than the first half. Uh, he, they've in, he's increased their runs per game by more than a half a run. So William Contreras, he's a tremendous off uh, add as well that they add Christian Yelich. He's looked like he's really transformed and had a really good season since uh, like oh, oh, 2018, 19. So like I said, this is the best pitching staff, I think. And besides the two top guys, like you mentioned, uh, Cy Young candidates, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, in the back end of the bullpen, they did uh, Paul Sewell. That's another one who I kind of like. He's a good setup, man. But I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think they have the best arms, like, fully as a whole team compared to the Brewers, who the Brewers, they have a really good bullpen. They have a really good, they're second in the league in bullpen behind, oh, the best, I mean, besides the Yankees who aren't in the uh, postseason. So, yeah, they have the best bullpen in the postseason. I think pitching, I think offensively, they're sneaky good. And this is just like another case. If they're going to be lower scoring close games, that bowls extremely well for Milwaukee. And I just don't think offensively, Arizona could get it get it rhythm going especially against corbin burns in game one so i, I gotta go another chalky i gotta go uh brewers here dylan is chalky yeah. i'm pretty sure you called him mark can't hit didn't you earlier in the season dylan? yeah well he couldn't hit <laughs> but he can't hit now yeah mark it's, can the, hit. it's, it's all the negative vibes in new york 
Once people... You and Joey D can have a separate stream later on and just slag the Mets off for a couple of hours if you want. I think it would get good um, Yeah, definitely. Um, the final uh, series is the Miami Marlins at the Philadelphia Phillies. Plus 170 for Miami. Minus 200 for Philly. Um, looks like uh, Luzardo and Garrett will be 1-2. Possibly Cabrera game three if required. Uh, unsurprisingly, Wheeler and Nola get the nod. Uh, for the Phillies. And um, where do you stand on this one, Dylan? Yeah, this one was another tricky one. I mean, Philly, uh, Phillies did have, they were struggling this series again, or this season, excuse me, against the Marlins. But I like Jesus Lazardo. He does look pretty good uh, this season. Ba Braxton Garrett also had a pretty good year. But, you know, it's just not the same without Sandy Alcantara. Uh, the rookie, Yuri Perez, he's been really good, but he's kind of been absent and the bullpen with Tanner Scott, he's emerged as a closer. Cause you know, D David Peterson, the one that they traded for has been shit. So I don't know. Uh, uh, pitching wise. I don't think they have the pieces to keep up and Philly, you know, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, they they've been really good this season. The bullpen looks really good. They look deep. Craig Krimble has been great for them. He did have some stretches where he was a little inconsistent, but this is what this team didn't have in previous years was a good deep bullpen. So I think pitching, they have the advantage and offensively, I think the Marlins are the worst team in the playoffs right now. You know, they tried to make some acquisitions in the, in the trade deadline with Josh Bell, Jake Berger, um, Shout out Luis Arias. He did win uh, the hitting title, which he's he's a beast. But other than that, uh, Jorge Soler, he had a bounce back year. He was he kind of moved the needle a little bit. But this this remains still one of the lowest scoring teams in the MLB because the league's lowest walk rates. They struggled in the second half in leaving runners in scoring positions. And they just don't win those close games, those one-score games. They just can't win those games. And against the Phillies, who have a really good lineup, I, I worry about them. So another one. It's boring. I take I took all favorites besides the Blue Jays. But, yeah, I like the Phillies here. All right, it's a good job on me, Dylan, because uh, I'm all over Miami, obviously. Um, <laughs> these um, The starting pitchers here, I just don't think this is a great matchup for Philly. And it's mainly the left-handed pitching angle. Um, I think if Philly could choose different opposition, they would. Um, you've got uh, Luzardo and Garrett going to lefties. I mean, Miami have the third lowest league ERA between them. Um, Luzardo and Garrett have a perfect 4-0 against Philly, a perfect 4-0 record this year uh, in the games they've played. And as much as um, the batting averages and stuff, Philly's okay against lefties, uh, but it's just the big boppers aren't as good. And they're absolutely not. And you can throw Tanner Scott in there as well as another lefty who's going to cause some problems because he's been absolutely lights out lately. You mentioned him. Um, he's been absolutely great. Um, Brandon Marsh hit the dinger against Matt Strom on Sunday, uh, lefty. So people have been saying he might get a game. Might be a player prop angle in there. Um, but, I mean, Philly won the first six seasons games last year. They got wildly hot at the right time. It's going to be a difficult environment for Miami. It's loud. But I just don't think Wheeler and Nola are invincible. Um, Miami won the season series, 7-6. Um, they won that 4-2 in Philly. So there's a, quite a few pointers that tell you Miami can go okay here. And I think they're a big price. I'll take the plus 170 uh, on Miami. Okay. Let's have a look at these game ones, Dylan. 
Um, I'll Wait, tell you real quick before we get before we go. We're opposite on everything, right? Besides the Rays. Yeah, pretty much. We've just spent oh, twenty four minutes wasting everybody's time, Dylan. Is what we've done there. Jesus. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, you pick a team. Uh, pick your runner in the race. Do you want me? You, or do you want you, Dylan? You, you've known me for a while now. You know I'm usually not that chalky too. So when I was going through them and I did like all the favorites, besides I guess the Blue Jays who are very short dogs, it was the closest uh, odds or closest series. I, I was kind of worried. I'm not going to lie. Since like liking all the favorites is not a good recipe. But the fact is, people are going to. No one's going to bet anything because we're betting it. People are going to bet what they want to bet. And sometimes it's like when I listen to Sean and Ryan on the NFL show, one of them will make an argument. They're very often on opposite sides. One of them makes an argument that just sways me one way or the other. And it's just consuming more information helps you reach a conclusion. So, yeah, I don't think it makes any difference at all that we're on different sides because uh, it's certainly not going to sway anybody one way or the other. It just makes um, me feel confident when we're all aligned. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, I, I, if I was you, I would be more confident that you're on the other side to me. Is what <laughs> That should be your, uh, your your plus point here. Um, underdog Fantasy uh, has got you the best way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long. Uh, went up to 20x um, in a single game by going five for five. From now until October the 4th, um, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to 500 bucks. You've got $100,000 Sundays on Underdog Fantasy, uh, 2 million in total prizes, 100,000 weekly, 10K to 10 people. Um, so watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Um, have you got a... Uh, underdog uh, player proper tonight. And, uh, uh, yeah, give me DK Metcalf over 16 and a half uh, receiving yards. Uh, DK Torches man coverage and G-Men. Run, they're the, they run the league's most man coverage in the NFL. So he's gone over this in his last two games. I think Geno Smith and uh, DK have a good game. So uh, yeah, DK over 16 and a half receiving yards. How did the Jets keep it close last night? That wasn't uh, meant to happen. Uh, yeah, ref show, ref show. But oh, okay, what, what are you getting? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, uh, it was the NFL script because everyone. Oh was, yeah. Yeah. My problem is why the hell do they keep showing Taylor Swift? Good PR move by the NFL and them, but Jesus Christ, I'm so sick and tired of this woman. That photo of um, Brittany Mahomes looking really pissed off yeah. is absolutely great because she's not the biggest show in town anymore. <laughs> Um, she's sitting eating a churro, I think, yeah. uh, with a face like thunder. Absolutely made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Okay, game ones then. First off tomorrow, 3.08 Eastern time, um, which is what? That's eight minutes past eight in the evening for me. That's perfect. Yeah. Champions League tomorrow um, on one TV, baseball on the other. Um, outstanding stuff. Real quick, Texas Malcolm. Rangers and Tampa. Real quick, what, I just want to. I real real quick, I just want to ask you if are you more leaning since we we got your plays for this series? Are you most likely going to take them game one or no? Um, no, I've got one. I've got a total. I've got okay. Uh, something else. Yeah, yeah. Why? Do you want to? Uh, no, no. I was I was just curious because you did say where you know, who we do end up picking for the series, we might go yeah. with game one. So I was just confused a little bit. 
No, okay. Um, no, I've, I've, I've tried to mix it up a little bit. Um, it's uh, Jordan Montgomery for the Rangers, left-handed pitcher, and Tyler Glasnow for Tampa Bay. Plus 130 Texas, minus 148 for Tampa Bay. Um, Montgomery, 10 and 11 on the year, 320 ERA. Uh, total here is eight, by the way. Um, and he's been a fearsome opponent lately. 273 on the road, 193 in his last five. He's only given up two earned runs in his last... Um, 27 innings pitch. Hasn't got much help off Texas. They've been struggling. They lost three to two. They've won two to nothing. They've lost four to two. Um, and they do look like good comparison games. Um, Texas have lost three of the last four. They've been shut out twice. Now, Tyler Glasnow, 10 and seven, 353 ERA. He hasn't been stellar lately. His last start was okay. Five scoreless at Boston. And he has been good at home, 318 ERA. Um, if you want a K-prop, Tyler Glasnow might be uh, the place to be. 56 and two-thirds at home, 83 strikeouts. I mean, that's one and a half strikeouts per inning. Maybe even more. It is more, 28. It, yeah, a little bit less. What About 1.47 maybe um, strikeouts per, per nine. He was lights out in July and August, um, but he doesn't have a great playoff record either. Two and five with a 5.75 ERA playoffs. Um, so the picks I already gave, Tampa Bay to win from behind, it's reasonable to expect that I've taken Texas in this game. Otherwise, it's impossible. Yeah, so give me Texas at plus 130. Please, Dylan. Yeah, so interesting, uh, this game. I was looking at Tyler Glasnow's uh, strikeout prop. It's at seven and a half right now. Uh, at home, you're right, he does do this. He's gone over in six of his last ten games, but home or road splits, he's only hit this uh, four of his last ten games, around 40%. Uh, one game against the Texas Rangers. He only had six strikeouts. So I actually went a different route. I went Jordan Montgomery over four and a half strikeouts and last 10 games. He's gone over this in seven of his last 10 games uh, in his one start against Tampa. He only had two, but I, I do like him here on the road. Uh, last 10 games. He's gone over this on the road, six of his last 10 times. So I like, I like that as a player prop, but for the game, I did make the raise a minus one fifty favor with Glass now, so I guess the more money that does come in on the raise, I might take a flyer on the Rangers. You know, Montgomery has looked good on the road since coming over from the Cardinals in his five games with the Rangers. He's allowed six runs in thirty two innings and one third. I think he's actually looked better than Glass now recently. But on the other hand, like I was saying, I just trust this offense of the Rays a little more than I do the Rangers right now. They're averaging 7.4 runs per game this past week, while the Rangers, they've only scored 13 runs in the past five games. They they laid up two goose eggs in the last five games. So it all depends on the number, but you know, the, the more it comes down to, I just trust the Rays a little more. Like I said, they've been here. They have a better bullpen. They have the experience. I trust they have the better hot. They have the hotter bats right now. So I would take them in game one. And I also do like Jordan Montgomery over four and a half strikeouts. Okay. Different sides again, Dylan. Although we, we've got some different stuff here. We've got some strikeout props and uh, what have you. Um, next up, uh, AL wildcard game on 438 Eastern time. Toronto Blue Jays. Minnesota Twins. Uh, Kevin Gorsman still officially TBD, but to all intents and purposes, will be going for the Blue Jays and Pablo Lopez for the Twins. It is a match on the books, minus 111 each of two, with a total of seven and a half to them. 
Yeah, Mal, I told you last week I had the worst luck back in the Blue Jays, but my numbers did make them a minus 130 for this uh, game one with Gosman and Pablo Lopez on the mound. I don't know about the Twins being this big of a favorite. I, I thought it would open around to pick them right now. Excuse me, I am seeing the Twins around a minus 115, minus 120 favorite. So the, the, the money actually is coming in on the Twins, which is surprising. But I will take the short dog here on the road. I think offensively, you know, they can be a little inconsistent. But when they're seeing the ball well, I feel like only a few teams in the postseason can go head-to-head with them. I, I don't think the Twins are one of those teams. Twins strike out a lot, and I think they could have a big game making them chase the ball. He had uh, Kevin Gossman. That he did have 35 strikeouts in the month of September and in 10 innings versus the Twins this season. He does have 12 strikeouts, so maybe you want to look towards a Kevin Gossman strikeout prop as well. The Blue Jays, they have the better bullpen. They have the better offense. I think Kevin Gossman is better than Pablo Lopez, especially in his last three games. Uh, Pablo Lopez just has not looked good his last three games coming into the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm on here. Like I said, I'm on them for the series at plus 105, and I also like them in game one, minus 105. Um, I've got a slightly different angle, so we can both get a winner here. Um, Gossman is pitching well, 243 in his last five, 327 on the road. Um, Two starts against Minnesota haven't been great. He's pitched 10 innings, given up 11 hits, nine walks in those two starts and seven earned runs. Um, I'm just not sure I trust him or the lineup as already outlined in the series preview. Um, Pablo Lopez hasn't caught the eye lately, uh, but Minnesota do keep winning his starts. Um, his second half of the season has been much better. 336 ERA post all-star break. Both teams are counterintuitive. Like I said, the Blue Jays are more defence and pitching. And actually, the Twins have scored runs, the third in homers, 10th in runs, 7th in slugging. I'm going to take Minnesota team total over three and a half, Dylan. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That's at a price of minus 116. I do think Minnesota will win, um, but a little safety net here, because I've got them to win the series. I'll take the Minnesota team total over three and a half. is minus 116. 7.08 Eastern is the penultimate game. On the card, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Milwaukee Brewers. Brandon Fart for the D-backs and Corbin Burns for the Brewers. Plus 155 Arizona, minus 175 Milwaukee. Total of seven and a half. I got a right snotty nose, Dylan. I don't know where that's come from. This is new. COVID? What, what? COVID? Oh, uh, don't say that. <laughs> Actually, I don't care. No, I, I, it's it's just funny that COVID has come back mysteriously when everyone has said that we beat it, but it was just like a joke. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got, the only thing I've got to do this week urgently is go to watch Newcastle v PSG. So COVID or no COVID, um, I'll be going to the match on Wednesday. No worries about that. Send uh, um, send, send the group chat some pictures. Yeah, I will do, mate, yeah. Uh, Brandon Fart on the years, 3-8, 5-72. ERA. Um, but I don't think his numbers tell the full story of what he's capable of. Um, it, you need to look through his game log and it shows you that he, he can flash. He's He's got, in the last two months, he's got a seven inning, one earned run effort at the Giants. He's got seven inning scoreless at the Padres. He's got five and a third scoreless at the Cubs. He's got five and two thirds scoreless at the White Sox. All fairly recently. Um, it, so it is quite hard to know what we're getting, but he's absolutely capable. He's live in this spot here. Um, Corbin Burns, 
251 ERA in his last five, 185 in July. I mean, he was absolutely lights out in 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 parts. I expect a good start from Burns, but I outline the issues I've got with the Brewers. Um, they are versatile, they can manufacture some runs, um, but with this is a low total, seven and a half, and with the Diamondbacks pushing hard on the base paths, I'm going to take Arizona at plus 155. If you want a really choky play, Arizona on the run line, plus one and a half, it's minus 147. I don't think there's going to be much in this. Plus, we need to be scattering these Arizona stolen base props because that is how they're going to win the series and they know that too. Uh, they'll be taking Contreras on. So, yeah, that would be my place here, Dylan. Yeah, I can't back the snakes here. Uh, they're they're not coming into the playoffs playing good baseball at well. I don't trust their pitching, like I said earlier, especially on the road in like I said, if these games wind up becoming close, low-scoring games, I feel like that just doesn't bode well for this Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, bottom of the pack uh, for their bullpen, while Brewers, like we mentioned, they have the best bullpen rotation in the playoffs. At home, the Brewers are wagons this season. Now, they do have their ace going uh, on the bump at home, Corbin Burns, who's looked really good in this past month. You mentioned Brandon Farr, and on the road, like, yeah, there have been some starts that he's looked okay, but Against the White Sox, against some of those teams that have really kind of checked out, I don't know how much we could give into that. He's given up four or more runs in three of his last four road starts. The Snakes have lost six of his last seven road starts. So even if he does pitch well, sometimes they just don't get the run support. I, I just don't think this is a good series for the Diamondbacks. Uh, they need to play a lot of small ball. They need to be aggressive on the base pass, like uh, like you mentioned. So uh, I it's going to be a little chalky. Uh, if you don't want to take him on the diamond back uh, on the run line, ex- uh, on the money line, excuse me, I would take him on the run line plus one twenty uh, for the Brewers because I don't want to lay. It's over minus one seventy, so uh, I'll lay the one and a half with the Brewers plus one twenty. Uh, would you, as standard, use the word snot, Dylan? Is that a common American term? Yeah, like you got boogers and snot. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I wasn't sure if it was another one of parochial ones, but yeah. Okay, good. Nice to know that snot is international. Um, the final game off is the NL wildcard game between the Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies, 8-8. Um, and it's left-handed pitcher, Jesus Lazardo taking on uh, Zach Wheeler. Plus 145, Miami. Minus 166, the Phillies. Total 7.5, D-Rock. Yeah, these two teams, like we mentioned, they've kind of split the series. No, actually, the Fish won uh, seven to six first the Phillies, but I think I got to take the Phillies here in game one. Uh, I, I like Jesus Lazardo. I did mention he's kind of turned into the ace, but he does struggle on the road. He just lost to this Brewer team that 12 nothing in his last road start. Zach Wheeler, he goes deep into games. I like that for the Phillies, especially the takes a little pressure off of their bullpen as well. He'll give up a few runs, Zach Wheeler, but you know, his offense, he's backed up by one of the best offenses in the league. They give him run support. And besides the strikeout category for the Phillies, they have the better bats. Surprisingly, they have a top five bullpen. Like I said, something they didn't have in previous years. The Marlins, they struggle on the road, just about a 500 uh, team. While the Phillies, they've been great at home. I just think they outmatch, they're they just outmatched here. So I'll, another game, I'll take the run line, minus one and a half at plus 130. I think it's good value against Lozardo, who struggles on the road. So yeah, Phillies minus one and a half at plus 130 for me. Yeah, it should 
a tricky, tricky one. Lizardo at 4.50 September ERA. Uh, he was really good in the dog days of summer, June and July. He's faced the Phillies twice. Six innings both times, gave up two and three, which I think is a kind of reasonable thing to expect here. Um, Wheeler is not as good at home, 4.13 ERA. And at the minute, he's in this pattern of sort of one good start, one bad start. Um, now I've mentioned that Philly... The, the average against the lefties is okay, but the counted numbers are way down. Um, they're not scoring loads against lefties. I'm going to think this might be a bit of a slow burner. Uh, my pick here is going to be the first five under four. Under four runs is minus 105. Um, yeah, so a bit of a dig in, a different angle. I didn't just want to give out the same angles for my series as the game one pick. So, yeah, first five under four. Uh, minus 105, Dylan. And I think that's everything handicapped. Is there anything else uh, you want to draw our attention to? No, I will say as the days get longer, the days get colder here on the Northeast. So Minnesota as well, they play outside uh, for that game we just talked about in Philadelphia against the Fish. Winds will be blowing in. It will be a little cooler as the month has turned to October. It's going to be around 60 degrees. So you're going to see low totals here in the playoffs. And I agree on the under. I set my total for that game 7.2. So we're getting a seven and a half. I do like the under there. But yeah, I would, just like how we start in the beginning of the season with a lot of unders, I think the playoffs could, especially here on the East Coast, it will get really cold really quick. So just be alert on that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If you look at the lines here for the four games, eight and then uh, three, seven and a halves, yeah. um, which. We haven't seen we like the only time you see a seven and a half in September is when Miami have been played. Do you have a uh, a team that you're rooting for here? Are you supporting anyone? Because obviously you you spent some time in Minnesota, didn't you, this year? Um yeah, nice do, do you just not get nice ballpark. Um to be honest. I don't want anyone to win, uh, especially in the National League. Uh actually, yeah. Well, I'm I'll word it differently. Yeah. Have you got any live tickets running for you that you're rooting for? Uh, yeah, I have the Houston uh, Astros to win the World Series at plus 500. So I'm, okay. rooting, I'm rooting for them. My bank account's rooting for them. But I guess I would say if I had to take a team, it'd be America's team, Baltimore Orioles. I mean, I, I went to college down in Maryland. I've been to Camden Yards multiple times it's one of the best ballparks i've ever been to the people in baltimore deserve this uh and they just have a young fun team it's like very hard not to root for them so yeah. i got in over their win total at 76 and a half so yeah i'm rooting for the baltimore's i really hope they they could win it that'd be fun in the very first it might have been the first or the second the futures fridays that we were doing sort of yeah. back in may early june uh, myself and noah sat and did that division and Noah gave out the Baltimore Orioles at 30 to one. They were wow. then to go and win that division. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we throw a lot of picks on the show, but every now and again, uh, there are some nuggets get thrown up. Um, yeah, my Arizona Diamondbacks, um, 66 to one ticket is my biggest runner. Um, so I might have handicapped them with my pocket rather than my brain a little bit tonight. Um, yeah. And then I've got a few other little bits and bobs myself and Lonte, Took some uh, Houston eleven to one again. Right. One of the future Fridays, actually, uh, we did probably two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we said that Houston would sneak in 
limp over the finish line and holy shit they're then live at 11 to 1 so yeah we've got a little bit of that so uh, that's my rooted interest but yeah i just hope it's fun really i hope everybody has a lovely time Dylan. um okay well done mate that was fun happy happy with what we've done there looking forward to watching some games tomorrow uh thank you very much thanks everyone who joined us in the chat right joey case and mr donahue catfish etc um really appreciate it the rest of the playoffs will look something like this. Um, it's hard to know what's going on and what nights, but um, you can be sure that um, some members of the team uh, will be here handicapping all the playoff action for you. Um, good luck tomorrow. Enjoy the games. Um, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.